You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about Does your business fill a need for your clients? Before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook and you've joined our Facebook group. That's where we put out all sorts of free content. That's where we promote conference and all the other things we have going on uh, with NextGen. And if you are a coach, head over to the All-Star Cheer Coaches Facebook group where we have just general conversation about all-star cheerleading uh, and the coaching side of things. And lastly, head over to our website and join our blog. At the bottom of the uh, page, there's an option to uh, have free information sent to your uh, email. Make sure you do that. Get onto that list. Danielle sends out some amazing blogs a couple times a week. Oftentimes we'll talk about similar things between the podcast and the blog, but she'll give a different perspective from her gym and her experiences. So make sure you've joined all of those things. All right. And lastly, make sure you pay attention to the end of the episode. We have some cool things coming out, some exciting uh, announcements on some things that we're working on in NextGen that you don't want to miss. All right. So Getting into, does your business fill a need for your clients? So I talk to lots of owners who want to know how to grow their various programs. That's one of the more common questions. How do I get bigger? How do I grow? How do I get more clients? How do I increase my recreational tumbling sales? How do I get more athletes to join our competitive teams? How do we fill more birthday parties? How do we have larger summer camps? The list can be quite staggering at times on all the different avenues and areas that you might want to grow your business. However, one of the first questions that you need to ask is, is this offering filling a need in our community? Is this filling a need for our clients and something that they have to have in their lives to make their lives better? So there's three things we're going to kind of discuss in terms of as we assess whether something fills a need uh, for our clients. So number one is, does it fill a current void? Is it filling some sort of a void? We're going to talk about the first to market advantage, and then we're going to talk about providing a service they don't know that they need. So first off, filling a void. This is kind of the most straightforward and obvious one, which is, is there something that is lacking in your community that your business can provide? This could be any number of things, and it's going to vary based off of your geographical location. So our gym is located in a metro area. We're right next to the city of Portland. We're in a suburb of Portland. We have all sorts of different offerings around us. There are gymnastics gyms. We have top flight golf. We have indoor skydiving. We have... um, bounce house businesses. We have all sorts of different offerings, laser tag, all those things that are around in our area that are within probably 10 to 15 miles of our gym. So 
oftentimes there is not a massive void for the services that we offer. Some of the voids that existed when we first started in our area was there was a void for competitive cheer uh, in close proximity to where we were at. There also was a huge void in providing high school training and tumbling because there really wasn't any gyms that offered it that were close to the side of town that we were moving to. So those were two voids that existed as we moved. Now, if you're in a smaller town, a smaller demographic, there may be more voids than you can even fill. You may be in an area where there are no indoor batting cages. There are no real fitness facilities. There are no cheerleading facilities. Like You are it. Uh, you are the one-stop shop. This is one of the things that uh, Danielle and Justin have been really good at over at Twisters is they are in kind of a smaller community. It's a military community and they're, they realize that there are voids in the community for certain things and then they fill those voids. They realize there was a void of having batting cages that you could go to. So they started batting cages in their facility and they had the ability, they had the space to expand to those things once they bought their building. So determining where those voids are is really, really important. And even if you're in a saturated market like we are, or if you're in downtown Miami, or you are in um, you know, the, the heart of California, you still may find that there are voids that exist. One of those voids could simply be providing low-cost competitive cheerleading. There may not be any options to do competitive cheer for a non-elite team, which is much more expensive and involves a bunch of travel. So maybe starting a non-travel, lower-cost, entry-level cheerleading could be a great opportunity for your business. Or you may be a gymnastics gym where everything is focused on team and there isn't any uh, recreational gymnastics or everything is focused focused on recreational and there are no, no team offerings. So there are a variety of ways that this conversation gets very nuanced in discovering where there are voids that your business can potentially fill. The next thing is to figure out the first to market advantage or and not really figure out, but discuss is the first to market advantage. So there is a distinct advantage in being the first one in a space when there is a void in the market because you then establish yourself as the place to go. You are the first one to offer it and you are more likely to get that initial rush of people uh, that want to take advantage of your offering. And so there is a perk to being the first to market. When you are getting in a market that has a void um, and it's no longer like you identify a void, but then three businesses start and fill that void, you're now getting into being kind of the white noise of what is it that distinguishes you from the other company now filling that need. So there is a distinct advantage in being first to market. Now, there are some disadvantages, right? There's no real template to follow. Uh, People may not know as much about the product. But again, when we're talking about filling a void, we're talking about something that people need and want and are potentially clamoring for. And you are now filling that need and you are doing it by being the first to market. And this can even happen midway through a 
uh, your business's existence. So I'm actually in the middle of this right now where um, I, I also own and operate Dream Camps, and I've talked about it on other episodes, but we provide, we provide team camps and we also provide individual camps where athletes from around the country, Canada, et cetera, they can pay to come to camp as an individual and they can train their tumbling skills. They can get some experience with stunting. They can do partner stunting and all those different things. And historically, the big dog in the market is Camp Woodward. And Woodward ran a really amazing program for years. I mean, many, many years. And then just this last year in October, they announced that they were closing their gymnastics and cheerleading program. They were not offering gymnastics and cheerleading summer camps anymore, which meant now there was a void in the market. There was a hole. And so we were scrambling to fill that and be ready to have that offering for people who wanted an overnight style summer camp experience to train cheerleading and tumbling. And so we jumped on it and we were essentially trying to get that first to market advantage. We were already really in the space. So now marketing it more broad scale and putting it out there for people so they knew that we existed was a huge, huge uh, step. And it was a little bit nerve wracking. We opened up you know, doubled the amount of camps. Uh, we over quadrupled the amount of spaces we had available and we really just started hammering it out there. So you can be the, the first to market, not necessarily being the first to market if the, a void exists. So it could be that a gym closes. Uh, I have a client who, uh, a local gymnastics gym closed and there was only one other gymnastics gym in the area and they were at capacity. They couldn't take anyone else. And so we were, we've been just jumping at it to stand up a gymnastics, a recreational gymnastics program in their facility because there's a void and someone else will start gymnastics, but she already has a business. She already has some of the equipment. So like get on it now, be that first to market. So all those people who are looking for a place who can't get into the other gymnastics gym that is already full can now come to your gym. So we're filling that void and we're being trying to be as close to the first to market as we possibly can be. The last thing that is kind of a possibility that we want to discuss is, does your business provide a service that your clients may need, but they don't know they need? And this is where a lot of us kind of live in our businesses right now. When you talk competitive cheerleading. Yes, there is a, a need for it, a desire for it uh, in certain areas, but you may be starting the first competitive cheerleading program. And so people don't even know what the benefits are. They don't even know what competitive cheerleading is. So they don't know that they need the service that you are offering, which now means you have to educate them. You've got to train your potential clients to see the value in what you provide, the value in what it gives their their children and how it's going to fill that need for them. So it's actually a kind of complex scenario there. And this is where it really becomes important in how we market and message and build our website and tell our story. Who are we as a business? And if you look through your website and you look through your emails and you look through your online presence on your social media, if you're not answering that question for people, you 
You need to be. You need to be answering the question of how the service you offers fills a need that they have. If you simply assume that people know they need your product, you're going to be missing out on a lot of people. You're basically only marketing to people who've previously done cheerleading, done gymnastics, done tumbling, who were like, yeah, I really loved that as a kid. I want to make sure my kids get into that program as well. This is actually an advantage that gymnastics has over cheerleading because gymnastics is widely known for being one of the best sports to train general flexibility and agility. So most parents know their kids need that if they're going to be an athlete. And so they're more likely to seek out recreational gymnastics, especially at that preschool age where they're preschool to early elementary, it's very common to see parents enrolling their kids in gymnastics because that is what they know. If you were to poll the masses and you were to say, what is one of the best sports to just put your kids in, generally speaking, at a young age, most people would say gymnastics because agility, flexibility, strength knowing that they're not going to keep their kids in until they become team gymnasts. They're not going to go full crazy and try and train for the Olympics because they don't even realize what it takes. They don't realize that, you know, those competitive gymnasts, once you start to get serious about it, they're in the gym 25, 30 hours a week. So they are, but they're more likely to start that because they know what that service provides. If you are starting a, if you have a cheerleading gym, that's a different story. People don't always understand the benefits of cheerleading. How do you communicate with cheerleading that cheerleading is the one of the few sports, one of the few team sports where everyone plays, right? There is no bench. There isn't a halfway through the game we put someone in like on a basketball team or my son plays football, but he doesn't he's not super good yet. And so he goes in for six, seven plays of the 40 plays that their team uh, plays throughout the game. So he's not going in a whole lot, but in cheer, everyone's on the mat. Everyone's performing. It is a team sport unlike any team sport where every single person has to be contributing uh, and delivering on their expectations. Like there are, all, there are so many unique nuances of cheerleading. How are you conveying that and educating to people the benefits of cheer? How are you showing them the lifelong friendships that are made in cheerleading, the family that kids get from doing competitive cheerleading um, or vice versa with gymnastics? How are you how are you communicating team sport gymnastics of the ability to, you know, the discipline and the internal strength and courage and, it, you know, the focus that gymnastics builds? There's so many different things that cheerleading, gymnastics, tumbling, ninja provide for kids. And if all we are doing is saying, hey, do you have crazy kids around the house who are breaking things? Then bring them to us, which is a need and is absolutely a marketable need. But if we aren't educating people at greater detail of what it is that we do and how that's going to benefit their life, we're missing out on potential clients. So you've got to also educate people about the things that they need that they don't know they need, right? Think about those moments where you're scrolling through online and you see someone has a product and you're like, oh my gosh, I need that. You didn't know you needed it before you saw it, but now you're like, I need that thing. Think about when the air fryer came out, right? 
no one knew they needed an air fryer until it came out. And then you started seeing all these ads and things like that. And now everyone needed an air fryer, right? That was good marketing. That was teaching people, you need this thing. It's convenient. It's healthier. It's all these things. So how do you make what you offer like the air fryer? So knowing where to start and where to focus is a very nuanced discussion when it comes to filling a need within uh, your community and your business filling that need. It is really complicated. And simply going online, going on some of the public groups that are out there and saying, hey, what what are the best grossing programs in your gym? Or what is something a new gym owner should make sure they start right away in terms of programs is not always going to get you the best advice because it's not nuanced. It's not a, there is not a one size fits all approach. There are so many factors that come into play. Are there things that every business needs? Yes. You need systems, you need training programs. Uh, there are things that everyone needs to be successful. But in terms of what programs you need, that is much more nuanced. And oftentimes, this is where a coach can be really beneficial. Having a coach who can help you break those things down, who can be a sounding board, who can give you advice on where to start and what should take your priority and attention first is a absolutely beneficial uh relationship. It's something you don't know you need until you have it. And this is why we've had a business coach for the last six years. Um, and I will continue having a coach, even though sometimes we are on the same page, just having someone who is outside who can help me evaluate things and help guide me is just mission essential. It plays such a big part in our growth as a business. And they also hold me accountable and call me to carpet when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. At the end of the day, playing darts with your business is going to have consistently inconsistent results. If we're just throwing things at the board and saying, I think this will work, you're going to have inconsistent results. Sometimes you'll hit a bullseye. Sometimes you're going to miss. So being intentional about filling the needs in your community and communicating how your program fills those needs that people do not realize they have is a critical piece of growing various programs. You've got to be intentional about this. This needs to be something you are assessing regularly. And one of the ways you would do this is doing a SWOT analysis, which is something a coach can guide you through. You can absolutely look it up on Google. It definitely is beneficial to have a coach do it with you uh, because it is a complex process. But one of the things that you're assessing is opportunities. And in those opportunities, you're looking at what are needs the community has and how can you fill those needs. So as you leave this episode, I want you to do two things. Number one is I want you to spend some time thinking about and writing down where there are potential needs in your community. Could be something like low-cost competitive cheer, batting cages, or potentially after-school care. The sky is the limit, so look at all of the options. Let your brain just dump out information and ideas. Write them all down. Every single one of them, write them down. Don't worry about, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Just, is there something missing? You, I could even write down, I wouldn't because we have it, but you could even write down indoor skydiving. Okay. Write down all the needs, everything that exists. And then what I want you to do is look at that list and find the thing that you could start with the least amount of financial investment and negative impact on your program. Like, is it something that you can plug and play in your program fairly easily? And if so, that might be where we're going to start. 
that might be a potential program to start up. Now, there are way more steps to starting it, but this is how we're going to start it in terms of identifying that need. The number two is I want you to look at your current offerings and what needs they might fill for parents, but they don't know about. This is where you need to formulate your marketing to educate your potential client base why they need your product in their lives. All right, so do those two things, identify those needs, identify the needs that people have and what you can either provide and be first to market for or what they need from you that they don't know about and you need to educate them on and attack both of those things. If you do that, you will increase enrollment, you will increase revenue, I promise. If you can fill needs and you can and people know that you're filling a need, they're going to spend money to have it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the episode. I mentioned if you stayed tuned till the end that I would have some exciting information for you. I can't give you all the details. This is just kind of a general concept, but our last conference was so great and we had such great responses that a lot of people were asking us to host a summer conference, like a larger scale summer conference. So we are in the process of making that happen. We are going to be hosting a summer conference in Dallas. Uh, I don't know if the dates have been perfectly, perfectly set, but I think they're about there. Uh, summer conference, there will be coaches tracks. We are contracting amazing um, coaches to come out and teach those coaching tracks. So we are going to have a summer cheer conference where owners can get great benefit, managers can get great benefit, and coaches can get tons of amazing training. So make sure you're staying tuned to our Facebook group. I don't want you to miss that opportunity. It's the first time we've done one in the summer. Think Vegas, that if you just went to Vegas, but on steroids, like megafied of all the different offerings that we're going to have. It's going to be really cool. Uh, looking like June timeframe. So a really amazing opportunity that you are not going to want to miss. All right, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, you must check out the Jason Larkins Let's Talk to Your Podcast. He is an amazing coach. He's an amazing guy. His podcast has great episodes. So if you love cheerleading, you got to listen to his podcast as well because he has such great stuff. With that, I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.